What's up, y'all? Welcome back to a new episode of the Sister Sister Podcast, episode 50. I'm here for a new month, new year, new week, joined by my lovely sister, Frida. (laughs) Hey, y'all. And woo, we've been gone for a while. We've been gone for a long while. We've been gone for a long while. I think the last time we recorded was November and we released the episode in December. Or maybe it was beginning of December. No, I think it was like, it was right after Thanksgiving when we recorded. Because I think we were talking about like the holidays and we were talking about like how much we love Christmas for the kids. So we missed a lot. We missed our end of the year close off. We missed New Year's. We missed... The whole month of January. Yeah, we missed almost all of February. 30th birthday. We missed Valentine's Day. You know, we love oh. to do love posts. But it's cool. We'll get there. We missed, most importantly, what we're going to be talking about today. Frida had a baby, y'all. Yes. That's, what was, that's, that's where it stems. Brenda it all just stems. <laughs> but Brenda's barely got a brain. You trying to play me? No, you got a brain. <laughs> And now I have three other brains to take care of. It's exactly. crazy. It's crazy. So. so it's been a lot. Life got the best of us, but we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah, we're going to tell y'all. We're going to tell y'all all about but it. But basically, I was listening to our episode before we recorded this one. And on that episode, we was like, we back. Look, we've been being consistent. <laughs> I just think we're going to stop telling y'all that because yeah, if we're being honest, we don't get paid for this, so it's not like a requirement that we record. It's a, it's definitely a hobby. We definitely love it, but I think that um, the reality of the situation is sometimes life happens, mm-hmm. and in those moments, life gonna come before this podcast, honey. So right, but we're here. It's yeah, we're 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 going to try to be consistent. This is our fresh start. This is our right. This is our fresh start. Mm-hmm. But like we learn, we say it every time. We be like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. And then some shit happens. Mm-hmm. Some shit happens that prevents things. And that's life. That's life. Exactly. Shit happens. And all you can do is get back on the ball and try your best to do, to move forward. Move forward. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. For sure. So nothing's changed. If you're new, if you're just tuning in, if the 50th episode is the first episode you heard, what's up? I don't know how the fuck you found us, but hey, we here. Um, and we got 49 others you can listen to because they're all popping. Period. If you've been with us for the past, oh my god, oh my god, we made another year. We officially reached That's what two, I was saying, two years, years podcasting. So we've been is- talking to each other like for years, for like twenty <laughs> years. How old are we? Oh my god, for like eighteen years. Yo, was, has it been eighteen years? Yes. That's crazy. We've been we've been together for eighteen we've been years. Together forever. This is one of my longest relationships. Harriet. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Yes, we made another milestone. Two years podcasting. Um, I think our first year definitely was better than the second year as far as our consistency. But we mm-hmm. had a lot going on the second yeah. year. So we're hoping going into this third year, this is going to be the spark that we need. We have a lot of good ideas and stuff. Um, and plans and things that we want to do. Unless World War Three happens. And then I'll see y'all in the afterlife. Oh my God. God forbid. Please come. Yeah. But for real though. <laughs> um, Don't try yeah, to come and get in my bunker either. That's where we are. So if you've been here. If you've been, um, you know, a supporter. Been a reliable listener. One of our sisses. Um, you know how we do. We got the that's so ghetto. We got our sispiration. We got our get assist. Nothing changed. It's going to stay consistent. As long as we podcast. 
Period. Because that's us. That's our signature. So, let's start this off with some ghetto shit. We have missed mad ghetto shit. Like, the amount of ghetto shit that I wanted to touch on in these fucking four months. It's been four months, right? It has it. December? No. January? Because well, we recorded end of November or beginning of December, right? So, December? No, end of December, November. December, January, February. Since summer, January, February. So, three months. We're trash. What but whatever. Why did so much get we was on maternity leave. We was on maternity leave from the podcast, honey. But a lot of ghetto shit has happened in these past three months. So obviously we can't touch on everything again. As we always say, if there's a specific topic you guys want us to touch on or a situation you want us to speak on, shoot us an email or a DM. But the three we're going to get um, talked about this week. Oh, wow, where do we go first? Um, all right. The baby and Danny Lay's fucking brother. Okay, so Danny's name, her last name is, or her second name, middle name, whatever that name is, Lay. It's not, it's not Danny Lee, it's Danny Lay. Danny Lay, yeah. Okay, because I've been saying Danny Lee as long as mm-hmm. I've known who she was and yep. I've been saying it wrong. Okay, Danny, Danny Lay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't remember when we were joking and you was like, Danny Lay. And you were like, yeah, it makes sense now. Because she's Dominican. You know I got three kids. Okay. I don't remember nothing. I'm sorry, mom brain. <laughs> what but, are we doing right now? No. <laughs> so, okay. So, if you don't know about their drama, really, really the ghetto shit is the fact that Danny Lay's brother is suing the baby. And it's only ghetto because he was popping mad shit. And then he got jumped. Right. He wanted so to fight. Suing. Right. So, okay. Rewind. Danny Lay and the baby got a baby together. They was toxic as fuck. The baby disrespected her across the, the internet. Yep, they got the newborn. <laughs> <laughs> um, the baby disrespected her on the internet. Her brother was trying to be... A big bro. A big bro. He mm-hmm. was like, all right, I'm going to ride for my sister. There was nothing wrong right. for that. However, in riding for his sister, he got on the internet and was popping mad shit. And he specifically said that it was on site. When he saw the baby. Right. That's what I That's what I recall. That he, he wanted all the right. smoke. He wanted all the smoke. He told him, come to Cali. Next time you in Cali. Right? He, so, um, yeah. He was like, you know, this guy thinks he's tough because he killed somebody in a Walmart. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he don't want to see me. He don't want to see me. Well. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't know about that? The baby killed somebody in a Walmart. That's not funny. But, like, I did not know that. He killed someone in front of his kid. In front of his kid? Like, his own kid. He, Yeah, his daughter, his daughter, when she was... He says it in the song. Like, where have you been at? Girl, what song? The only song I know is uh, the one... I got somebody in front of my daughter before she was two, and I'll do it again. Okay, for, I don't know that song. I've never heard that one. Right, I, I feel like it. the only one I know is... Uh, I'm the type of baby... Fuck the babysitter. That one. Okay. 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 I'm gonna I'm have to... Okay, I'm gonna listen to more of the baby songs. Okay. <laughs> Continue. I'm ghetto. Thanks. Um, so, uh, they was at a bowling alley. Uh, I don't really know how it started, but Danny Lay's brother got jumped by the baby and his team on top of the bowling little slidey thingies or whatever where you throw the ball. And the it was lane? The lane. <laughs> That's the word. The, the lane. lane. And, um, yeah, it was very... It was giving, you shouldn't have said on site. That's what it was giving. That's what it was giving. Because it was on site. Because you can't control. This is the thing. Like, I don't condone jumping on some bitch shit. Right. Right? I don't condone, like, you and this person got a problem. Y'all have an opportunity to fight one-on-one. Blase, blase, boom, 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 boom. Right? However, 
me as a type of person I am, me as a type of friend I am, right? I feel like if somebody says it's on site when they see my friend, then I feel like it's on site when they see me. Like if we're in if we're in a circle, right? Mm-hmm. And like you're I don't know how to explain it without sounding like I can don't jump in, but I just feel like situational jumping. Situation like you can't control how certain people react to something like for instance if you had problems with somebody and it was argumentative that's not a reason for me to fight them mm-hmm. but if you somebody pulled a gun on you mm-hmm. it's a problem when i see them mm-hmm. i'm not about to be like oh that's frida's problem that's frida's beef like mm-hmm. you pulled a gun on my sister like <laughs> nah like you pulled a gun on me that's how i feel so in that instance like if i saw this person and then you happen to see the person at the same time and we jumped them then that's what it is. Right. Because we both wanted to fight them separately. So now we're right. just fighting them at the same time. Really. Right. And we didn't plan it. We didn't be like, let's go jump this bitch. Right. But if I swing and then you feel like you wanted to swing or you swing and I feel mm-hmm. like, no, nah, I want to hit her too. That's right. what it is. So whatever. He got jumped. <laughs> he should have kept his mouth shut. He should have kept his mouth shut unless he really meant what he said. And the part that bothered me, it's not like he was sitting there and they jumped him. He tried to talk to the baby. They probably wouldn't have even known he was there. He said, I came up to you and I tried to be like, can we talk on the side as a man? No, 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 no. Ain't you said no it was talking. On site. Right. Don't Ain't no talking back on now. the side when you said it was on site. Like, you should have just threw your hands. Right. You should have just punched me in the face. Because that's like. what on site means. Not, oh, when we get onto a site, I'm going to talk to you. Right. That's, that part's So over. you can't control how his team felt mm-hmm. about you saying that is what right. I'm saying. But whatever. Because maybe they felt threatened. They were protecting him. He got jumped. The only part I didn't like about this was whatever man that was pulling him by his hair. I felt very uncomfortable at the fact that a man <laughs> was pulling another man by his hair. I just, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I don't know who in it's the baby's fairy. team. Yeah. Who in the baby's team was doing it. But he needed to check him because that right. made me very uncomfortable. If you're listening to this episode, sir, don't do but that. But then, he got online. Brandon, that's his name. Brandon Bills. I was trying to think of his name. I keep saying the, the Danny Lay's brother. Brandon. He got online after that, and he was showing, like, the marks on his face, and he was like, oh, I got jumped. He couldn't fight me one-on-one, blah, 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 blah. Pop, pop and mash it after he got jumped. So then go to the cops, and you're working with the cops to press charges on the baby? And now he wants to sue. Are you tough, or are you a cop caller? You can't be both. For the listeners, you cannot be both. You cannot be pussy and the tough guy. It don't work. You're one or the other. So he was like, or you just stay out of shit. Fuck out of here, you pussy. You. He was you like, oh. want to fight me one on one. Oh, everybody's talking about. I got beat up. I got beat up. I didn't get beat up. I got jumped. He couldn't see me one on one. He couldn't fight me one on one. I went to you as a man. I went to you as a man. And now you're working with the cops, talking about you have emotional distress, <laughs> emotional distress, and physical. Whatever the fuck. He might have physical whatever the fuck because it was jumping him on the lanes right he might have that but nobody hit him with a bowling ball i just feel like would you be suing or whatever you're trying to do if it was the the baby no absolutely not would you be suing so it was a regular fucking fight right with a regular person no absolutely not absolutely not what he needs to do is see the baby one-on-one right and you might get jumped again. Just you might not. schedule. <laughs> Why don't y'all do one of them celebrity boxing matches? Instead of saying it's on site, right? be like, it's not on site. But or like, like, yeah, get out of the habit of saying right. don't it's be tough. on site. Don't be tough. Don't be tough. And then turn around and call the cops and want to sue somebody. Exactly. So that was All right. Next, Kanye West. Oh, my God. Let's make him quick because I cannot stand him. 
Kanye was harass- First of all, they need to shut his Instagram down. They need to do what they did to Donald Trump. Ban yes. him. Ban him from ban Instagram. Ban him from Instagram. He's doing way too much. Uh, Kim Kardashian needs to get a restraining order on his crazy ass. Like, listen, let me tell you something. These Geminis, I know from experience, they are nothing to play with. They're fucking he, psychotic. And the crazy thing is people are like, oh, he's trying to fight for his family. Blah, 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 no, blah. he's not. It's a, no. It's crazy because he's famous. People are saying yes. this stuff. If he was a regular weirdo mm-hmm. who is getting a divorce, people would be like, he's crazy. He doesn't need to have anything to do with them kids. He needs to stay away from her. It's because he's famous. People are like, oh, she's going to no. keep away from his kids. He needs help. I don't think there's anything funny about what he's doing. Um, I actually feel like it's triggering. Like, for me personally. You know, like, how there should be a trigger warning? Mm-hmm. There should be a trigger warning he's on Kanye's shit. Like, because there is nothing to play around with. When mm-hmm. you are done with a person, you are completely done. And they will not let it go. It's yeah. not funny. It's not nothing to play with. It's not funny that he's even bringing this so public about everything. Like, it's not funny the fact that she has to text him and ask him to stop to protect the new person she's seeing. None of that is funny. Yeah, and then, and then his post about that. Oh, Kim asked me, oh, please, nobody hurt him. Kim asked me to make sure he doesn't get hurt. Like, girl, I mean, boy, what? Please don't hurt him. I'm going to handle this myself. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Bruh, first of all, why are you so obsessed? And then... Why are you making... I wish I would catch myself posting on social media about my ex's new bitch. I wish I would. And then he's dating... He was dating somebody else. Now he's dating... Somebody else who, who kind of looks, looks like, like her, him, yeah, which is very, very weird in itself. For him, it's weird, then and for post, her, that's weird. His posts don't make no sense. It's very he's like off. He's off of his padded shit. room, right? Giving padded room. And I saw a post that he's trying to get like his Instagram post, like um, inadmissible in yes. court. Mm-hmm. Because what, what did what did it say? It says basically like it no, can't prove now, that it's him. When he had a note that yep, said, "This is me, this is it's Kanye." Account, I did not right, get hacked, which was also crazy. But not only that, did you see now that he's talking about some the prenup is invalid? Oh, I saw that. So that not only do you want to harass her, now you want to rob her, <laughs> bro. Like I cannot stand men like him. Like I can't. he is so fucking. He should annoying. be. He should be embarrassed. He should be yes. embarrassed. He but he's not because he's delusional. And then you and have all these kids. Kanye dick riders who are like, he's a genius. Oh, Kanye. Oh, Kanye. Like, And then the really sick part is that this documentary, this inspiring documentary about him is just coming out at the wrong time because mm-hmm. he's doing all this fuck shit. And then now there's this inspirational documentary about him. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Look and at what he's negating. Through. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's negating everything that he's doing to exactly. this poor fucking woman. You don't have to like Kim Kardashian for whatever your personal reasons are. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not okay what he's doing. Right. Like, it's just not okay. Right. Where's the Jesus walks Kanye? Bring him back. down Kanye through the wire. Like, where's that Kanye? Because those are the only songs I will listen to. I can't. This Kanye. No, you can't be on my mom. <laughs> Stop. I'm about to pee myself. Yo. <laughs> I don't know. That what was is, funny as what shit. What is going on with this Kanye? I don't know what is happening. I don't know if it's a midlife crisis. I don't know how old he is. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. I honestly but, don't feel like he's been the same ever since his mom passed. And that's sad. But it's also not an excuse. Go get yourself some therapy. Right. Leave that the help that alone. you need. And like. Leave that lady alone. And Oh and you know God, the, the real the annoying part? damage for them kids. Jesus yeah, the Christ. real annoying part about all this is the fact that it just shows really that men don't listen. It's like, 
you know, you have what you had, you don't appreciate it in a sense when you have it. We don't really know personally why the split was, but we can see. We can see why she wanted out of this marriage. But I remember watching the um, finale of the season when she was talking about the divorce and her saying, like, basically, like, she knows she's never going to find someone like him as far as, like, someone so elaborate. Like, mm-hmm. someone who does these big gestures and all this stuff and, like, he has that down, but she doesn't have, like, a best friend. She doesn't have someone who does the simple things and blah, blah, blah. And, like, basically, like, that's what she wanted. Like, a sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. And he's such a fucking attention seeker. That even your gestures to get your wife back are attention seeking. You're posting it on Instagram. You're sending her a truck full of fucking roses that say, that's my vision is clear with all K's. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're doing exactly what she didn't want. Right. And that's what the uh, the Charlemagne, that's what Charlemagne was saying on The Breakfast Club. I saw like a snippet of it. He was basically saying like, you're doing the opposite of what it'll take to get your family back. She mm-hmm. wants normalcy. Pete is giving her normalcy. She does not want whatever the fuck it is you're doing. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're doing too fucking much, basically. Like, she she has had her life of fame for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, at some point, especially the older you get, at some point you want to make sure you're with someone who things feel normal with. Mm-hmm. But he's a weirdo. Anyways, <laughs> our last That's So Ghetto. I'm just tired of him. Our last That's So Ghetto is a whole um, Dante Wright case. Rest in peace to Dante Wright. I just feel like that poor boy, he has not been able to fucking rest in peace. And it's just the whole situation, the ghettoist of this case is a fucking judge. So if you haven't been keeping up with the Dante Wright case, Dante Wright is a, I believe he was 21 years old or 22 year old African-American male. He was pulled over for a traffic stop. He tried to drive away in the car and, um... The officer supposedly was reaching for her taser, but reached for her gun and shot him um, and killed him. So she was on trial for that. And of course, she is a Caucasian female and she was sentenced to 18 months in prison for the death of him, which is, you might as well have just been in her face. face, Yeah, you might as well have just been like, girl, just walk away. Mm -hmm. Um, Because judge basically like you know how when somebody keeps asking you for something you're like, here damn yeah that's what the judge is, is doing as far as justice yes. being served for him it's yep. like here here take it like and it's like besides the fact that the sentencing was so low and it's a joke um especially knowing that she won't serve that mm-hmm. she won't serve that um and then she has to be on probation for a certain amount of time it's just it really is a joke but besides the sentencing the actual you know what how long she's gonna be in jail during the trial proceeding, <clears throat> his mom was giving like a heartfelt, um, like her her final words mm-hmm. before they made the decision. Um, the judge could care less about what was being said. There was no emotion behind it. But then she was teary eyed when the cop was speaking. When she sentenced her, it was in the sweetest voice possible. She was very um, like I don't want to do this. She was like, and um. You will be getting 18 months. Um, Bitch. But you don't got no respect for the family. Mm -mm. Like, I I just don't get it. Like, it was very clear that it was one-sided. And you feel all this sympathy for this Mm -hmm. cop who... That's that whole law enforcement shit really stick to fucking together. Right. Oh, let's feel bad for the lady that didn't know between her left and her right. Wait, wait, wait. Right. When is that literally her fucking job? 
It's just girl. Ugh. I need some separation after that. Yeah. Please and thank you because I can't stand her. All right, here's our inspiration this week. Your hardest times often lead to the greatest moments of your life. Mm. Facts. Big facts. Facts. Big facts. That's, Talk that's about stuff it. like when we feel like we can't get through, we're like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? We cannot get through this. This is like the worst shit ever. It's the hardest thing I've ever been through. Nine times out of ten, everybody might not come out on the other side a better person for it. But mm. I feel like in my experience everything that i thought was like this is like this is too much or this mm-hmm. is like real hard like what the fuck am i supposed to like learn from this i've come out a better person even if the situation didn't resolve itself or change i've come out a better person for it in the end yeah i feel like most of the times not all the times mm-hmm. but most of the times i see myself being like i would do this again if it let me here Mm-hmm. I would do this again if this got me here. I would go through this again if if I knew for a fact this would still be the same. Mm-hmm. And I could think about a bunch of scenarios of where this pertains like in my life. Like custody for Alicia. Mm-hmm. Like that was the hardest part of our lives for so long. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the greatest reward. Yeah. Only one custody of her. Even my relationship with Eric. Like look at what I went through before him. But mm-hmm. if I knew that he was at the end of that, I would go through it 10 times. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so much stuff that it's like, even now, like my whole moving situation up and down, up and down. When mm-hmm. I finally find and buy my house, it's going to be worth it. I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I, I would have went through the 10 times. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's these hard, stressful moments and the turmoil, even, you know, simple things, bigger things, mm-hmm. issues. But it's like, there is that that bit of sanity that makes you feel like going insane for a while like mm-hmm. it's like okay okay like it it was temporary it was temporary it was for a right. reason so right nothing nothing lasts forever mm-hmm. even the hard shit period thank god but i feel like that so, could even pertain to our topic yeah so that's yeah. why that's why it stood out to me because i feel like just we're, in recent we're times both of them <laughs> With your COVID and your baby. My God. Okay, so. All right, so what's the what's the sound you got to make? Reverse. Let's take it back to the beginning of January. Beginning of January. So January 5th. So the 4th into the 5th. This is this is my story. This is my um, this is your surviving, testimony. surviving 2022 so far. <laughs> it's my, uh, my documentary that's coming out. Was it 2020? I thought you got COVID. That was January. Oh, I thought it was December. January 5th. This is, this is how 2022 started for me. No, it was it was January for you because everyone else got it in December. Mm-hmm. Around Christmas. Remember Alicia? Oh, yeah. And Ashley yeah, had everybody, everybody was, was just getting COVID. And I was like, I got to stay away from people. And I still, I'd stay home and I still got, I got, still got the vid. So, January 5th. The 4th. The, the 4th into the 5th. That night, Malachi woke up. He had a fever. He didn't even wake up. I moved him. He was in the bed with me, and I moved him, and he was, like, hot to the touch. And I was like, oh, God. So I got up. I took his temperature, and, you know, we're all fucking scared of COVID. Like, we're all like, let's not get COVID. That's the general consensus that people mm-hmm. come to. Let's just not get COVID. Let's just so not. So he was, like, hot. I took his temp. It was 102.9, just very high. I gave him Tylenol, gave him um, a cold drink. It was January. And you were supposed to watch the kids for me for the funeral. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
and you're right. I remember I, I gave I gave him Tylenol, I gave him medicine, and his fever started to come down. He went back to sleep that morning. Um, I remember texting you because I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, he woke up with a fever. I said he doesn't have any other symptoms, but I didn't feel comfortable watching the kids knowing that he had a fever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave him like I gave him Tylenol. I gave him Tylenol again when he woke up. He was okay. His temp- his fever had came down with Tylenol, so I was okay with that. He didn't have any other symptoms. Then Salisa's school calls me like an hour after she gets to school, and he had a fever overnight, but Salise wasn't laying with him. She didn't even see him in the morning. She didn't come to me and say like, oh, I'm not feeling good. Nothing. So she went to school. The school calls me at 9.30 a.m. And it's like, Salise is saying that she can't smell anything. And she has a fever of 101. So now I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, okay, now I need to go pick her up from school. She's saying she can't smell anything. So we need to get tested. So we go, I pick her up. And I'm asking her, like, why the fuck would you not tell me you can't smell anything or that you are hot or you weren't feeling well last night? Like, why wouldn't you say that? Oh, I forgot. You know, you know, kids, mm-hmm. whatever. Kids. So, um, so I'm like, all right. So we go to urgent care. We go inside. There's no one in the urgent care. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be quick. No. <laughs> Everyone's waiting in their fucking car, apparently. We mm-hmm. waited outside in the car urgent care. Me, a 10-year-old, and a toddler, a 2-year-old, waited outside of urgent care for four hours because that's how backed up they are yeah. with the COVID test. Um, we waited forever and finally got in. We all got We all got our tests. Mind you, I'm pregnant as shit. What was that, like 30... 32 weeks 30 30 I'm I'm further along than 30 weeks pregnant I'm pregnant so I got tested Malachi got tested Lisa tested we after we waited for four hours so we all did PCR so now we're waiting for our results so my assumption I'm like okay if, if one of us have it we all have it like we're all in the house together or whatever so fast forward to that Saturday we got our results my results came back first positive I didn't even have symptoms when I got tested. I only got tested because I was like, right. I gotta, I'm gotta, i a tested kid. We're all going to get tested. So Lisa's results came back like an hour later, positive. So I'm like, Malachi's for sure positive. He does not stay out of our faces. Mm-hmm. For sure he's positive. A few hours later, or that night, I think his results came back positive. So now we're all fucking positive for COVID. So we... we have been quarantining quarantine uh it took some time off work so it wasn't until like that saturday that i got my positive results i don't know if it was in my brain but like that's when i started mm-hmm. feeling like i started feeling like my, my throat the kids malachi's fever after it went down he was fine mm-hmm. it was like he had never been sick he was positive but he is like he was never he sick. was like hey i'm gonna pass so all this shit. was fine she <laughs> had to quarantine from school they lessened this like five days but i still kept her home a few days after because i, I just felt like that wasn't enough mm-hmm. um but they were fine. It's like nothing ever happened. I'm over here in bed, like dying, pregnant. I'm, I got a sore throat. I'm all stuffy. But they're hype as shit. And I still have to get up and take care of these fucking children. So, um, so yes, COVID. I had to reschedule appointments. Fuck you, COVID. Right, I had to reschedule appointments. COVID. Just trying to jump my sister. Fucking like, ghetto. And my niece COVID, that's ghetto, too. Right. So. I'm so tired of COVID. 
So this was the fifth. We got the positive results the eighth. I had rescheduled. I had, you know, after a certain time, your prenatal appointments are like every week or whatever. So I was supposed to have an appointment on January 7th. I had to reschedule that appointment for the following week because I had got tested. I didn't even know I was positive yet, but you have to quarantine for so many days and you can go to your appointment if you don't have symptoms mm-hmm. like after the quarantine period. So I had rescheduled that appointment for the following week. So the next appointment was like the 14th. I went, baby's heart rate was great. Everything was fine. Then now my appointment's every week. So my next appointment was January 20th. So now I'm like, okay, everything was good. It had been like two weeks since we had COVID. We were going to get retested that weekend just to make sure everybody was negative. Even though they say like you could still get a positive test for like 90 days or 60 days or something. Mm -hmm. They say they don't suggest you get retested, whatever. So, um, so yeah, so my next appointment is now January 20th. I have two appointments that day. I, my mom-in-law came over to watch the kids. I go to my first appointment, which was just a regular prenatal visit and heart rate was nice and strong. I was measuring a little bit bigger than normal, but they do it with the tape at those regular appointments. Fine. Then I had my next appointment. They never measured me with the tape. Ever. Your whole pregnancy? My whole pregnancy. I never been made, my stomach was never measured with the tape. Really? Mm-hmm. That's I feel like that it was like mad weird shit when I was pregnant. I don't know why. I don't know why. It was um, I was maybe because it was the height of the pandemic. They wasn't trying to touch anybody extra. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah, they never measured me. They're that's very strange. They're supposed to even towards the end? Mm-mm. I've never been measured with tape. They measure from like the top of your like the the fundal, it's like a fundal something in the top of your uterus. Wow, that's strange. <laughs> so I had the one appointment and then my next appointment was like at 10.30. I called and I'll try to see if I can go in earlier, but I couldn't. So I was eating my McDonald's. We were on the phone. Mm-hmm. I was telling you. My hip was really hurting really bad. I was tired because I couldn't sleep comfortably, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, they can, I'm like, at this point, I'm done being pregnant. They can fucking take this baby out. I'm done being pregnant. We over here joking on the phone. Right. Key can't. I was fine. Besides my hip hurting, I was fine. I wasn't feeling any contractions. My water didn't break nothing. So I go to my appointment. Um, and now I'm 36 weeks in one day. So they do the ultrasound. The ultrasound tech is doing it. I was measuring a little big. They're like, oh, yeah, he's measuring like he's seven pounds, four ounces. That's not accurate ever, but whatever. So then she starts doing that little squinty thing that people do mm-hmm. when something's like looking wrong. And she's like squinting at the screen. And I'm looking at her like... I thought it was just because he was measuring big mm-hmm. and I was still only 36 weeks. And I'm like, okay, if he's measuring this now, they're probably going to think I'm going to have like a, a fucking 11 pound baby. So, yes. So she was looking at the thing all weird. Usually any other appointment I have, they're like, wait, before you finish, we were on the phone. Mm-hmm. We're joking about your appointment. You're saying they could just hurry up and get this baby out of me. Mm-hmm. We say, what if you go on this appointment and they'd be like, all right, today's the day. You were like, facts. I'm about to go in there today. going to be like, oh, no, I can't let you leave. Blah, 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 blah. You go, all right, let me hang up with you. I'm here. Let me go on right. my appointment. And I've never I've never had a baby early. So, like, this is obviously, like, we're just joking. Mm-hmm. I've never had a baby early. I wasn't worried about it. You know how some people, if you've had, like, preterm, like, labors mm-hmm. before, it's something that's on your radar because you think, like, okay, I can't carry the term. That's never happened. Both of my kids have been born 
the day before 40 weeks. So they've both been 39 weeks and six days. So they're fancy. Right. So we had planned. I told them at my my appointment before it was going to be a scheduled cesarean. I wanted it to be February 11th because it was on a Friday. I had a whole plan. I'm like, it was on a Friday. I could stay in the hospital over the weekend, blah, blah, blah. So, so yeah. So what was I saying? Okay, so I'm my appointment. You said she's squinting. Ultrasound she was squinting. tech was squinting, right? She's squinting at the, the screen. And any other appointment I've had, she's like, oh, you can wipe off your belly. I'm going to show the doctor the pictures, but she's probably just, she probably doesn't need anything else. So this time she's like, oh, stay like, stay like this. The doctor's going to come in. She didn't want me to, mm-hmm. to clean up or anything. So I'm like, okay. So I'm texting Phil. I'm like, oh, I'm still like, still here waiting with my belly out. Still thinking everything's fine besides the baby's a little bit bigger. So the doctor comes in. She's like, oh, the tech is worried about the amount of amniotic fluid around the baby. So I'm like, okay. Not fully knowing, like, I know what amniotic fluid is, but not fully knowing, like, what it means Mm -hmm. if there's not a lot of it because it's never happened to me. So she's like, yeah. So she's looking. She's doing it. And she's, like, poking around. She's everywhere in my belly. And I'm like, she's like, where is it? I'm like... I don't know. <laughs> you don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. So she's like, yeah, you don't have any amniotic fluid. She was like, there's like none in here. And I'm like, oh, okay. Still not fully understanding mm-hmm. like what it all means because I've been fine. Besides like the hip pain. Um, so she's like asking me like, oh, which practice do you go to? And she's like, oh, do you know where labor and delivery is? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so maybe they're not going to let me go to 39 weeks. Maybe I got to give, have the baby at 37. Maybe I have to, you know, whatever, 38 weeks. So she's like, okay, I'm going to call over. She's like, I'm going to call and see who's on today. And I'm going to call over to labor and delivery and tell them that you're on your way over there to be induced. I was like, (laughs) on my way where? I was like... (laughs) Wait, I was what? like, wait, I was like, induced. I said, I'm supposed to have, I was like, I have a scheduled C-section. I was like, it's going to be February 11th. And she's like, she's like, no, you were fine last night. She was like, but now that we know you don't have any amniotic fluid, I can't let you go home. And I was like, today, okay, <laughs> I was like, today, I said, my kids are at home. I was like, they're not alone, but like, I can't, I was like, I can't stay here today. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to reschedule that. I was like. I was so confused. So I'm like, she's like, yeah. She was like, I'm going to call over and let them know you're on your way. She was like, you just drive around. I was like, and I asked her, and I was like, so I have to have the baby today? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. She was like, she was like, you said you're going to have a scheduled C-section, right? So she's like, calling, like she left to call over. I called, um, I tried to call you at first. Mm-hmm. I called Miss Karen, I called my kids, my kids' grandmother. She was at my Your house real with the baby kids. daddy, period. And I was like, and I was like, um, yeah. I was like, so change of plans. I have to have the baby today. So his mom's like, oh, okay. And she's like reassuring me that the kids are okay and that she's like, she's there with them, whatever. And I'm just like, still in shock. Mm-hmm. So I call, I told Phil, I said, I texted him, I'm like, call me. So he... He didn't call me. I had to call him because he had went back to work. And I'm like, babe, I have to have the baby today. I was like, they're making me go to labor and delivery like right now, like to have the baby. I was like, I 
I can't go home. I was like, I can't go home. I was like, I don't have a phone charger. I was like, I don't have any other clothes. I was like, I don't have anything. I was like, I can't go home. So he's like, what? So he's like, okay, well, what do we need to do? I was like, I don't know. I have to go to labor and delivery. I don't know. I was like, well, I don't know what they're going to do. They're probably going to hook me up to some monitors. So the ladies asked me, oh, did you eat? Okay, if you ate, I had breakfast. And that's crazy because I don't always even eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. I had breakfast. So she was like, they're going to have to wait. Probably like wait like eight hours. So I'm like, oh, okay, they got to wait eight hours. I can go home and come back. No. She was like, no, they're going to go hook you up. They had to hook me up to the monitors and stuff. And I'm like, wow, I'm having this baby. So that's when I had um, called you again. And I'm like, do you remember when we were just saying, like, oh, they can take this baby out of me today? Yeah, they're taking this baby out of me today. Like, I was like, oh, are you serious? I was like, I got to stop fucking talking. I'm like, what the fuck? They really, like, was like, no, you're having this baby today. And this one, I'm, I think I'm still in shock. Like, I'm sitting in the parking lot now of labor and delivery, and I'm like... Yeah, you were definitely in shock, because I'm in panic mode. I was like, okay, what do you need? You're, you're like, like, I'm holding up at work. You're like, I'm about, to, I'm about to leave work, and I'm like... Um, I don't, I don't need anything. I'm like, I don't need anything. I don't know. I don't know what I need. Relax. I'm going to be here for a couple days. I was like, do you need me to wash the clothes? Do you have your baby? I'm like, like thinking like, like, I'm about to bring the baby to a baby. They got to come out right here in the parking lot. He's going to be home. Oh my God. So together, honey. Phil works 10 minutes from the hospital and he came, he left work. He told his like people or whatever. And he left and he met me at the hospital we went inside and we're both still in shock and we're like because How did this happened right it wasn't like it was so far off but three weeks is still a lot of time yeah for sure to just like and, and especially baby because time? i was not right and especially because i was not like prepared at all i went to my appointment i'm like oh i gotta call my job i was supposed to go to work at noon mm-hmm. like i'm like oh yeah so i'm actually on maternity leave now I'm about to have the baby today <laughs> i'm like <laughs> they're like oh my god oh okay like they're like confused too so we go inside we go up to labor and delivery they're like oh yeah they called whatever whatever so you know they start the whole process they hooking me up to the ivs and i'm still like in shock like oh i'm looking at phil like yo by the end of today like we're really about to have a baby he Mm -hmm. was not supposed to be born until february Mm -hmm. he was like "Mm, no january sounded better so but he's still in Aquarius, period. So they do all the paperwork or whatever, like made me sign all the papers. They go through the whole shebang and the the doctor comes in. Um, and it was crazy because it's a doctor that I had saw the previous week. Mm. So she's like, what are we doing? And I'm like, <laughs> you tell your baby. Me. I'm like, well, I'm baby. I have to have the baby. So um, she was basically saying like, oh, they probably won't like schedule it till five thirty or whatever. And she was saying how like she'd probably be gone by then because she was like done at five. And Phil was like, "Don't you want some overtime? Can you just stay?" Because <laughs> he wanted her to do it. So um, so originally they're like, oh, five thirty. Then the lady comes in. She was like, oh yeah, they're thinking about doing it at four. And then she's like, so Phil. We're looking at time. He's like, okay, I have enough time. I can go home. He's like, I can go home, change, make sure the kids are good with my mom. Like, make sure the dogs are good. Get a few things that we need, phone chargers or whatever, 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 and come back. So I'm like, okay. So he leaves. I'm just still there, hooked up to the monitors or whatever. And they come back in. She's like, okay, so now they're thinking about doing it at three. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, he left. I was like, she was like, we're not going to do it until he gets back. It's okay. So she was like, um, she was like, call him and see if he can be back here by 3.30. She was like, at 3, we can start taking you back and, 
getting like everything together they have oh, to give you like certain so medications scary. and everything and i'm just like wow so <laughs> like not only are you telling me i'm having a baby today but now y'all want to rush it like, right now like, y'all you said 5 30 you said 5 30 cope with this and now you're like but it ended up being um the doctor the ob who we wanted to do it um she was able to do it so phil got back he had on his lucky um baby shirt that he had <laughs> on when we when we had Which Malachi. Is so freaking cute. He, yeah, he went and put it on on purpose <laughs> when we had Malachi. So I'm like, I'm in this ugly gown and you all dressed like <laughs> to meet my son. So um, so they give me the medications. They give you a few things like I guess prep or whatever, and then they take me back. We walk back to the OR, and then they're doing my um, like the spinal tap which was a different experience than the other i don't remember with Celise, but with malachi i feel like it was like very in and out this time and i guess i need to pay attention to my um my body and stuff because i feel like they was very much poking around in there like oh no mine so, was very in and out so they um they put it in and what happened was it it, it took forever because they lost the space so they put it in, they lose the space. So they put it in, then they have to inject a certain amount of medication, but they lost the space. So they had to take it out and do it again with the rest of the medication. Oh my God. So like. Can't you sue them? I feel like if I like get paralyzed or something, I probably can't because I felt like, like a shock in my leg and you're like, oh, what side did you feel at? And I was like, am I supposed to be feeling anything? Like, I feel like this is weird. So I'm sitting there with my back all hunched over, like. All right, I'm trying to keep still, but y'all in there like playing operation at this point. Mm-mm. So, um, it was a guy that did it. Yes, the tall white guy. Tall white guy. I don't remember. No, I don't think he was tall white. I don't know. It was like it was three anesthesiologists in there, but um, whatever. So they get the anesthesia done. You know, they're poking around. Oh, do you just feel cold? Does this feel good? Does this feel sharp or whatever they're doing it. I'm numb now. I had to make sure they had to make sure I was going to stay numb through the cesarean and having my tubes removed because I was having my tubes removed. So, so yeah. So I lay back. The doctor comes in. Phil comes in. Now everybody's like moving. Now I'm like, I'm strapped to the table. My arm, you know, they, well, I don't, you don't know, but they strap your arms to the side. So you don't freak out and try to grab. I guess so you don't pull the thing down, mm-hmm. but my arms are to the side. And now I start feeling like, like pressure. I don't feel pain, obviously, but I, you start feeling pulling. So Phil's in there, and I'm looking at him, and they're doing whatever they're doing down there. He was out. Um, I was started feeling sick, like from the medicine and the pressure. Like you mm-hmm. start feeling sick or whatever. So I started throwing up. So they giving me the barf bag, and I'm like, my head's to the side. I'm just like, bleh, bleh, oh bleh. so um, I think I even threw up on a guy's hand or something. It was gross because he was doing something else, and then I was like, I couldn't talk because I was about to throw up, and I'm like. Oh my god. <laughs> and then he like turned around really quick. Shout but, out um, to everyone that's had a C section. It's ghetto. Period. Um that just I the first of all the thought of being strapped down. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. So they pulled when the, when they were pulling the baby out, they pulled like the the blue part of the drape down so it's clear so we could see Phil got the phone all over the drape and I'm like, Don't drop the phone, don't drop the phone inside of my belly. <laughs> so they take the baby out. Um, they're showing him, they wrap him up, they're showing him to us or whatever. Now they're, she's removing my tube. She's like, oh, one tube is out. 
um, are you sure you want me to remove the other one? I was like, these are your tubes. Take these. I have the max amount of tubes. I was like, you can do what you want with these tubes. I got a picture. I don't have a picture of the tubes, but Phil took a picture of the cup that they put the tubes in, the little bloody cup. So um, I'm like, weird? take these tubes. What, the tubes? Yeah. Do I don't know like what they look roots? like. I don't know. I didn't see them. They were just in a, they were in a oh. cup. So it's like a little medicine cup, but you could see that like it was like cloudy blood cup. So he said that's what the tubes were in. So I was like, y'all can burn these tubes. I don't care what you do with them. They're not inside of me. I can't have any more kids. So, um, so yeah, so that's over now. The baby weighed six pounds even. He's all wrapped up. He, um, they took us to recovery. So, you know, they have the recovery room. I'm laying there. They try to, um, they try to have me nurse him, but he was breathing a little fast. So he was born 30 weeks in one day. So he was late preterm. Mm-hmm. Um, he was breathing a little fast. They weren't trying to take him just right off to the NICU, but I kind of probably, I just knew that he would probably end up in the NICU. Um, so they tried to see if his breathing would regulate. Then it was weird because like the machine, like the baby warmer thing machine mm-hmm. that they have them on was acting funny. They're trying to figure that out. And Phil's looking at them like, why are y'all sitting here trying to figure this out? Like, just go get a different machine or take him to the NICU. Like, why are y'all mm-hmm. sitting here trying to figure it out right yeah, now? Yeah, figure it out when he don't need right. to be in it. So, they ended up... He, we tried to latch him, but he was, like, fussing. He wasn't latching. They ended up taking him to the NICU. Um, while I was still in recovery. And now I'm thinking... I feel like there's a gap. Maybe I fell asleep. Like, I feel like there's a gap between, like, me being in the in the recovery room and mm-hmm. getting to mom-baby, like, the mom-baby room. You probably were asleep. So, I probably fell asleep. So, we're in the mom-baby room. The baby went to the NICU. And when Malachi was born, he had to go to the NICU, but it was only for a few days. So, I was like, oh, maybe he'll, you know, he'll be back out of the NICU and he'll come to mom-baby with us. He wasn't. So he had, um, because he was born a little early, his lungs were a little underdeveloped. He had some respiratory distress. Um, and it all kind of spiraled from there. He had to be on a CPAP machine. And it's crazy because, like, I've seen people on CPAP. I've seen adults on oxygen. I've seen Malachi on oxygen with a little tiny mm-hmm. nasal cannula. But the CPAP machine, first he was on oxygen. And then he wasn't doing well enough with that. So they put him on the CPAP machine. And, like, just the thing over his nose mm-hmm. and, like, the headgear. They had a little, they have a little, He's like, so beanie tiny. hat. It's crazy because, like, yeah, he's so tiny and you're looking at them like, what the fuck? So, it was just so, it was so hard to see him, like, hooked up to all of these different machines. And then it's not like I could just get up and walk over there to him. I had to wait until, like, to see him for the next day when I can finally get out of the bed. So, um, so he ended up spending nine days in total in the NICU so I had to go home without him so that was hard in itself Mm -hmm. like leaving him in the hospital um and you handled it very well everything very well thank you thank you there was I didn't I didn't even cry like it was just so I feel like it was just so surreal I didn't cry Mm -hmm. the day that I had to leave him in the hospital but the day he turned a week old we were visiting him because like I was pumping Phil was bringing milk Phil would go visit him every day and then like every other day I would go up um it was hard because like when you're recovering from a c-section you very much have to do that you have to recover from the c-section and then like the next day after i left from the hospital 
I went back to the hospital. So I'm like trying to walk and stuff. So I feel like even right off the gate, my recovery wasn't, wasn't great because I was trying to go back and forth to the NICU as much as possible while I was in the hospital. I was trying once I got out the hospital. Now I have a toddler at home and I had help, but I have a toddler at home. So it's not like I could just lounge in bed and like not talk to anybody or not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not be awake. And then going to the hospital back and forth a few times. So it's not like I didn't just get to like heal, just heal. Mm -hmm. Um, so he started making little strides. He was on like four liters of oxygen. So he needed like high flow. So they weaned him off the, he was on high flow oxygen, but then he needed the CPAP. So they, when they weaned him off the CPAP, he went back to high flow oxygen and like every day he would make a stride. And then the next day they were able to turn him down to three. Um, then he needed his Billy Rubin levels. He was a little jaundiced, so he needed to be under like the phototherapy light. So that was like hard to see because he's has these little goggles, goggles on yeah. and he's under the light. And then the next day they were able to wean him to two and then they were able to start feeding him like by mouth instead of the feeding tube because he had to use a feeding tube before that. Um so it made me feel better that he was heading in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But obviously I just wanted him home. So when he had turned a week we were with him in the hospital and then had to leave. And I feel like that's when I was like, lost it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So that was a week old. Then the next day they were able to turn him down to one. Um, not, maybe he was already, I think he was down to two at a week old. No, a week old is when they were able to take him off of everything. Mm. And that's why, I think that's a part of the reason why, like, I kind of lost it. Because I was like, all right, he's off of everything now. Like, mm -hmm. I want my baby home. But they had to make sure he could stay they, off so of everything. So, he had to take, right, he had to stay on observation. So, they had to make sure he could stay off of everything. But he was doing very well. So, he had to have, like, his blood work done the next day. He had to just basically, they were able to dress him again. And he just had to be under observation for, like, at least 48 hours before the doctor would give the go-ahead. So, this is on a mm -hmm. Thursday. He's a week old. They took him off everything. Friday, I'm like, oh, I wish they would just be like, oh, he's doing so great. Just let him come home. Saturday, I didn't have like, I was like, maybe then, maybe they're going to want to keep him one more day. So I expect that. I was like, maybe Sunday, maybe Sunday they'll be like, we can discharge him. So Saturday morning, after he turned a week, they called. So this is the 29th, I think, the 29th of January. The doctor called and he's like, oh, he's doing like, he's doing so well. He's like going through the rundown. He was like, we feel comfortable discharging him. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so but of course it was there was a fucking snowstorm yep. outside yep so i'm like i want to get in the car and get my baby right the fuck now let me go get my baby but we had to wait until the roads were clear and okay plow to drive on shit, right yeah. and plow so we waited and we're all like getting stuff together and we're like all right all right like we can we can wait it out and it'll be fine it'll be fine so i'm like anxious at this point and i'm like I want to go get my baby. I want to go get my baby. So we go to the hospital and we picked him up. And it was just so like crazy. Like that we were going there. Like I was going there not pregnant to to right. pick up my baby, baby like from yeah. the hospital. Like whereas like a week before I was going there pregnant. Didn't even know I was supposed to have him. And I was telling Phelps like it was so crazy because we wouldn't even know him yet. He wasn't supposed to be born yet. So, like, waiting those three weeks would have been, like, nothing. But because he was born... Yeah, he's here. Waiting these days and these mm -hmm. hours and minutes now, it's like, oh, Even, like, as a lady, they have to do, like, teaching. I was like, even as a lady, like, 
is going through the teachings, I'm just like, just give me him. Just hand let me leave. Yeah, like just but, give um, me my son. But it was very cute. They took great care of him, and I'm so happy I that I made them. the decision to stick with that hospital, mm-hmm. even though I moved further. Because I don't know. I mean, maybe I would have had an okay experience, but I don't know that I would have been as comfortable. Like, I with, told Eric with that I there. only wanted to deliver there. Is yeah, I, I've, both times I've had great experiences. And besides them, like digging around in my spine, but I think they, I think they did okay. Um, we'll see, we'll see how I, how I walk <laughs> in like twenty years. So, um, but I've had, I've had really good experiences. They took great care of him, and everyone. I've, ne- I didn't have a bad word about anybody, mm-hmm. anybody there. So, so he came home, and it was so cute. Like, he was in the NICU, so he had a little graduation. They gave him like a little cap and gown. It was a NICU grad, and they give him, like, all these journey beads, and, like, oh they make it so sweet. They give them, like, their first book, and, like, they do all of these things to, I guess, make the parents comfortable, too, because the babies don't know, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it was just, I feel I felt comfortable knowing that he was being taken care of there. Mm-hmm. So he came home, and the first few nights was, like, obviously really, really hard because, like, it's always hard when you first bring your baby home because you're like, oh, are they breathing? Are they okay? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? But I feel like it was especially hard because he had respiratory distress. He was breathing rapidly. So, like, when he was breathing, I'm like, is he breathing too fast? Because he mm-hmm. had been hooked up to the machines up until we left with him. Now he's at home with no machines. So, I'm like, is he... Mm-hmm. I was like, if he's if I hear him breathing, I'm like, is it too fast? If I didn't hear him breathing fast, I was like, is he breathing at all? Like, I'm looking at his chest every five minutes that first time. I was, like... And then I wasn't laying down, so I'm still healing from a C-section. So, I'm, like, up and down, up and down. Gotta use the bathroom. Gotta do this. So, the first few nights were really hard. Even now, sometimes, I'm like, is he breathing too fast? Or is he just... He, it'd be sounding like he's breathing like a grown like a grown man, like, sleeping. He'd be like... <sighs> I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it's usually, like, if he's trying to poop while he's sleeping. But, um... But he's home, he's thriving, he's gaining weight, he's getting all chunky. He is the widow peanut, oh my god. <laughs> he, so yeah, so it has been, it has been good. Malachi is such a good big brother, and I know I was worried about that, like if he was gonna be like, who the mm-hmm. fuck, who the fuck is this? Who's man's But he's this? always like, a whole baby, a whole baby, is that's his brother, you can't tell him nothing about holding his baby. Well, once he realized that was his brother, because he thought that was his cousin. Yeah, he, he thought all the baby stuff was for his cousin, so. He said, I hold up, lady, I only got cousins besides my sister. <laughs> So who is this baby that you bringing up in my house? Mm-hmm. He was but looking once, at him like you know. Once we got the green light from him, they're like, "This is your brother." Right. That's okay with you. Yeah. Now he'd be like, "A oh, whole baby, a oh, whole baby, Zamani." <laughs> <laughs> so now I have three kids. You a mother? Of and three, I'm done. Honey. Okay, bitch, I'm a mother. So I'm done now. Three. Oh my god. They're done. My tubes are gone. Rest in peace to your tubes, bitch. I'm not a mom no more until I'm a grandmother in, like, 50 years, so. Your tubes gave you three beautiful children. Shout out to them. Yes, they did. They did. They did work. And I think it was time to Right. Wherever they at. Hopefully nobody was being weird and took them home. I ain't seen them after that picture. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What the fuck? (laughs) What are they going to do with them, Frida? You know how you be seeing these Law & Order episodes. Some people have shrines of, like, weird things. I don't know what these people be doing in their personal life. stop watching Law & Order this is the thought process that you have. But, yeah, so. Getting real creepy. It was really... It was really, it was a really nice experience, and now I have three beautiful children, and I'm done. I'm just gonna. And it was a hard time that left to the greatest. Yes. Okay, finally, finally, I'm back. Okay. Period. That was a hard time, and 
looking back, I'm like, I'm just so happy that he had good, that he had good doctors and good nurses and good everybody taking care of him. I'm happy that I had that appointment that day because God yep. knows what could have happened being if, without amnesia right, exactly if i hadn't had that appointment like and everything happens for a reason. right everything happens for a reason and i'm just i'm just happy i'm just happy i got all my kids now they done i'm done they're not done they're just starting <laughs> they're just starting up. well i'm done <laughs> i'm done okay now i gotta go back to work in a couple weeks and resume my regular life Get make them. this money make this money so that you can take care of all these motherfucking kids right because you know they're brats and they be needing stuff and they be stuff. needing stuff and you be wanting stuff for them to be needing stuff i know period oh that was such a topic good topic i love talking about babies and although frida decided that she wanted to be selfish and tie her tubes and not give us any more beautiful children to look at my tubes ain't tied honey so i have three already though so I'm let's good. all manifest my son <laughs> coming in the future um <laughs> december 2020 november 2020 no 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 2020 passed already first of all <laughs> 2022 <laughs> i'm like 2020 get your years together honey but yeah pray for us <laughs> but that beautiful topic and speaking about children brings us to our get it sis for this week this week's Get It Sis goes out to Brittany Carmona. She is the owner of Julian's Learning Club. Her Instagram is Julian's Learning Club, and that is J-U-L-I-A-N-S. Um, she is a mommy New York-based who decided during the pandemic to start making learning binders and resources for her son when the daycare started closing down. She gained popularity on Instagram um, and other moms reaching out, like how moms do, being like, girl, that binder's cute. Where'd you get that? You know, she started letting people know she was making them. Bada bing, bada boom. Long story short, now she has a business. Uh, I have personally ordered two binders from her. Same. Frida has personally ordered two binders from her. She has as young as preschool all the way up to fifth grade. These binders are great. Mm -hmm. Dry erase binders uh, curated with the curriculum towards your child's age. I have one for Brooklyn, one for Alicia to learn you know everything in between their curriculum um she's a polite woman she has add-ons you just have to go check out her page if your child's education is a priority to you and everyone's different it's not saying anyone is over anyone else but if you know your kids education and your learning is a priority her prices are amazing her specials are amazing make sure you get with her you check her out um again the instagram is julian's learning club and go get you guys some educational Stuff for your kids. So shout out yes. to you, Brittany. Ready to wrap it up, sis? Y'all. Because I think this brings that? us. That's the answer of our 50th episode. 50th episode. Oh my God. All right, y'all. That brings us to the end of our 50th episode. Make sure you follow all of our social media to stay up to date. Check out the link in our bio to order some podcast merch. As of right now, our candle shop is closed we're working very hard to you know come back stronger mm -hmm. with the heat as we always do and when it comes back up make sure y'all check out shop sister sister.com but definitely follow all of our instagram and our facebook follow all of our social media so that you guys stay up to date on the latest on the updates and what's going on with the pages so you know when it's coming back exactly and when we relaunch in so definitely look out for that thanks for tuning in bye y'all bye